here we are welcome in guys to episode 20 something i think it's 29 not 100 sure but i appreciate everyone uh for being here there's not like a ton of stuff going on but i didn't want to miss a show so we got a few things that we're going to talk about we're still going to have a good time honestly as stale as fps's feel right now you guys might actually have more fun hanging out with us than playing fps games so how are you doing buff yeah, I, mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there. We're 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 way way cooler than any FPS right now. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing good, man. And speaking of stale FPS, uh, shout out to Justin. I'm not sure if he's in chat yet, but I was going through it last week with Warzone, and uh, Justin turned me on to Ghost Recon Wildlands, which I hadn't tried yet. I played a little Breakpoint. Went out to GameStop, got Wildlands for a, a whopping $8, and I am having the time of my life. So, all yeah, good now. <laughs> man, $8 for a good game with inflation, uh, that that's pretty I all right. No, Well, technically, it was like nine twenty eight because I did get a one-year warranty on it, you know, just in case. So... <laughs> Sounds good. That's Big awesome. Job. Yeah, I haven't I haven't tried those uh, games, and he he does talk about them a lot on like Discord and Twitch or Twitter and stuff. So it might be something I need to check out. How? Uh, yeah, for sure. Wildlands how, definitely has like a uh, I don't know if you, I mean, we've talked about the Sicario movies in the past. It it has that feel, and it's very immersive. And and I think I mean I, you and I have talked about it, and I've talked about it in a lot of my videos too. Is like the the proposed campaign for Modern Warfare Two definitely has a lot of beats from what the wildlands story is too so it's actually really cool to get in there and play it i might have to give it a try because yeah there's uh there's not a whole lot to to do uh right now and i'm in a weird spot in the state where i live in kansas it's like living on the surface of the sun currently we're like 102 degrees fahrenheit today and tomorrow is supposed to be like 107 so i'm there's not much to do other than sit inside in the air conditioner and play video games because I can't handle that heat, man. I'm I'm built for like fall and winter. I'm a I'm a big dude. I run hot, so this kind of weather is not cool. I mean, you're just gonna have to play play some video games, then, man. You know, it's it's a it's a tough situation to be in for sure. <laughs> How was your weekend, by the way? Uh, it was good. I got another another traveling weekend. I was uh, up north here again, so out on the lakes getting lots of lots of sun so it was good how about yourself um i did i did uh i did a nostalgic uh land party with my buddy ham i think you brought you've played with ham before he always plays with have, me on, yep. my, on my twitch streams yeah we uh we do that every once in a while and get together so i i loaded up the pc and headed to his house and we played uh, a bunch of tarkov and a little bit of rainbow six i'm so close to platinum in rainbow six so i can brag to everybody um and then i don't know if i'm gonna make it or not and then we tried out i played a decent amount of the new PUBG map and i was incredibly impressed with that i don't have you seen any gameplay of it or anything i watched uh a little bit of doc's stream i think it was maybe like friday or something so i only watched like him go through it a, a few games but yeah i mean the map looked really cool i definitely need to uh watch some more gameplay though but the map especially i was watching a lot of the downtown uh skyscraper type gameplay there is where he he was mainly at so it looked really cool yeah it's a really cool map where they added a lot of different and new mechanics too we talked about those on the show like a couple weeks ago but yeah one of the coolest part is it just has a really cool atmosphere to it like it's like a believable kind of post climate change era with like renewable energy and there's like flooded uh cities and like hydroelectric dams there's a bunch of different kinds of like energy sources there was a uh 
there was a like a fairgrounds with like a concert going on there weren't like actual performers but like the music was playing in the fairgrounds there okay. was like a concert you could go to and look around at and there was just all kinds of neat stuff but at the end of the day it was still PUBG, so there was a lot of loot around for 35 minutes and then get destroyed by level 500s that have been playing the game since 2016 <laughs> yes yeah. uh, so it still was PUBG, but i i definitely have to commend them on the map it had a really cool vibe and feel to it it's not like i'm gonna be grinding away at PUBG because the people that stayed and are still playing that game are so good it's it's there's it's miserable that's like the biggest turnoff with me trying to like jump in there now is is a the console version i mean i haven't tried it i'm sure i had better luck on console but regardless it's still just you know get probably get wrecked 24 7 so yeah <laughs> and then high. um yeah i also want to uh let you guys know how my uh, weekend of tarkov went too so i have a clip i don't know if you saw it that i posted on twitter <clears throat> Um, I did not. Let's see it. I, I, yeah, I want to show this to you guys. I guess I can play a little bit of the audio. Uh, sorry to the podcast listener. We love you, but you won't be able to hear it or see it. Um, <laughs> let me start it here. We'll describe it after. <laughs> yeah. Let me. Production team is a little rusty. I'm it's curious if, if this was per- potentially what I was watching. Let's see. Okay, so here we go. This was my weekend of Tarkov in a nutshell. Not that guy. Two. Aim gets a guy across there. Watch this. Oh, right here. Right on the ground. Nice. He did not die until the second to last bullet. Was he did he have an ultimate on? Is that what he no. what I saw there? No, that's the crappiest like helmet that looks like a weenus. Like that's oh, the crappiest that's, that's helmet. The, that's that very first like level two or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And I put I think I countered it. I put uh, 12 rounds in his face, and he didn't die until the like second to last one. What uh, what pistol is that? Is that a, that's not a 5.7, is it? Uh, it's the SR-1MP, the Russian pistol. What's, it shoots uh, 9 by 21. 9 by 21. Wow. That's... It's actually a pretty strong pistol in the game. Usually, I mean, if you can get some AP rounds for it and like two hit people in like Gen Three I'm, and stuff. I'm curious. I wish you could in the post. Uh raid stats i wish you could see uh like ricochets from your bullets i don't think they show that right because i'm curious no. how many it's almost as if all of your rounds ricocheted off that helmet, <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah but i know as someone who has worn that helmet in raid uh you're good for maybe one bullet stopping but not 11 so there's been a I'm, lot of hit reg issues um with I've, that game i've never had i've never had luck with uh with that helmet the only helmets that have, have done me good are, are um like level level fours or whatever with with some face shields on them i i usually get lucky with some ricochets and stuff but never that one yeah no it's not a good helmet and it's just i there were a lot of times like that we there were a couple tasks on shoreline that i could not get dogs we just kept dying in the weirdest ways and i was i was tarkov'd out for a little while but yeah anyway i had a pretty good weekend of gaming and i just yeah we're staying in because of the heat i guess Mm -hmm. um we can get into the news before we do that some of you guys are here. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, podcast, link in the description. If you prefer an audio-only version, that is still going on um, over on all the major podcast platforms. It pushes out to all of them. Also, as you guys have probably noticed, that there is uh, the chat is on the screen. That is uh, so you guys can chat, be part of the show. And when somebody watches back the VOD over on the Scope channel, 
they can see what you guys are talking about so there are a lot of clips going up almost daily uploads at the scope channel where if you guys don't get to watch the whole thing and you want some smaller bite-sized digestible uh clips of the show that's over there so check it out and i think people have been really enjoying those because there's um yeah almost daily content that's a lot smaller uh smaller information not an hour and a half all at once so check that out chat we love you guys thank you for everything let's get into it the first thing i wanted to talk about this this show is going to be a little bit of uh uh opinions and thoughts so yeah guys definitely ch chime in in the comments uh the first one here is some comments that were made early in the week by an ex-ea ceo who is now he's actually the ceo of unity which is the engine that tarkov runs on so you see how well that's doing sorry i couldn't help it um <laughs> Uh, yeah, he made some comments that I thought were really interesting and I wanted to talk about it and address them. It's, they're not like, it's like, oh my gosh, he said it out loud kind of comments. It's not anything earth shattering. It's stuff we already know, but it's kind of interesting to see it put out into the wild. He since apologized and walked it back, which I just, I'll get your reaction. So in a recent interview with pocket gamer, uh, the, what is his name again? Uh, John, uh, oh, wow. That's very Italian. He's Italian pies on. How do you say that? Risitello? Ricitel I'm a bad journalist. This show Sounds sucks. good to me, man. Yeah, that's, we'll on, that's, that. the, that's the only shot I'm taking at that name, too. Um, <laughs> in a recent interview with Pocket Gamer, the Unity CEO, formerly CEO at EA, all developers who don't implement monetization options early in their games, the most beautiful and pure, brilliant people, but also, quote unquote, some of the big <laughs> idiots. So you call them idiots if you don't have MTX in your game. Um, and then he went on to walk it back. But what what do you think of what he said off off the rip? Yeah, <clears throat> that just I, that flashes me towards maybe you saw the interview. It was like 2019, early early 2020. There was like some over in Europe. There was some like hearings about the 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 loot box situation. You know whether it's gambling should it be allowed in games. And one of the e EA like representatives was a female and just like saying like there's surprise boxes and gamers loves, you know, people love surprises. It's just, I, I mean, I, I definitely get it. Like you're making money for sure. And I've always been a proponent of, Hey, that's something cool in the game. I'd rather just buy it than like do some insane amount of hours and stuff to, to unlock it. But at the same time, there's, there's kind of a, a fine line with how it's implemented. I think we've seen it implemented well in certain games and then i think we've definitely on the flip side seen it implemented very very poorly in other games <laughs> battlefield um so you know uh, take it take it as you will but i mean he's not wrong but at the same time there's there's like a there's a balance there i think that that needs to be found with with games and um they're not really there it's more like throw as much of these uh as much of the ntx at players so they spend money and we're spending less time creating a quality game if it's a quality game and and there's loot boxes and stuff like that that's another thing but having a poor quality game and and just throwing a bunch of loot boxes at players to buy i think is definitely morally wrong yeah essentially uh what he said is true though and for that reason i don't think he should have walked it back i don't think he needed to walk it back it's kind of the elephant in the room everybody thinks this everybody knows this this is how and we can see this from the games this is how developers and studios look at their games mm -hmm. i see a lot of them designed around microtransactions can you think of any other reason they need specialists in battlefield 
I can't. The it's right. they so that a lot of developers now, and you can tell this from the games how they play, how they're released, and how they're mm-hmm. even built from the ground up to be microtransactions from off right off the rip. And this guy just says it. He says it yeah. how it is. Like if you're not making all that money, so there's a couple of things. Like, do I like it? No, let's preface my statement with that. I don't really like that mechanic at all. I would rather them spend more time on the game, have more content. I like the premium model kind of. I mm-hmm. I didn't think I I didn't think I'd be saying that, but I'd rather just pay for more maps uh rather than the battle pass and all the stuff we have and very few maps. So I can't fault companies for A making money. I can't fault this guy for being honest and just saying it how it is. But at the same time where I can find fault is if things are not as the games are not built as good as they could be as good as they should be at the price point they should be because they spent too much time worried about microtransactions that's that's where i have a problem i get i get it like companies have to make money they're beholden to shareholders in a lot of these larger Mm -hmm. games that's just the way it is like there's nothing we're ever going to do about that um and microtransactions as we've seen time and time again um make out billions of dollars um and at the end of the day i think this needs to be said more often because i would like it just to, to start with the younger generation of people mm-hmm. to maybe not buy as many of them so we can maybe get some better games and if if it's more open and out there that hey this stuff is not to enhance your gameplay experience as much as it is for us to make money maybe people won't buy it as much and they'll have to revert back to making good maps and making more maps and games that actually function so yeah i mean that you you said it perfectly and i think some like i completely agree he's he's 100 right and i i agree he didn't really need to walk it back and i think some good examples um like if we look at I know what you were kind of talking about is made me think that you're alluding to a lot of like the, what we've seen with Battlefield 2042's live service model and everything. And if you look at, yeah, if you look at like uh call of duty, modern warfare, right. 2019, I think they, they did a good job. And it, I mean, as a content creator, I bought a lot of, of those uh, store items as well as the original modern warfare 2019's like seasons. I think I bought all of the seasons um and i liked the content but also as a as a creator i was i was buying i was buying the store items that a looked good right i wasn't just buying something that i i personally wasn't interested in, in to cover content with i think they had a lot of really good milsim packs and things like that really good weapon blueprints which i i gladly spent money on then yeah, on the flip side you see a lot of the Cold War store items, the Vanguard store items, which I haven't bought into a single season for any of those games, and I haven't really spent money at all in the stores. I've probably bought in total maybe five or six bundles in the store for those two games combined, if that. Um, but it, I think, and that goes like those games, I don't think were very good. And then you look at Battlefield 2042, right? Kind of a bad game, all in all, the way it was rushed. Um, and then they're putting emphasis on store items by by this and that if you look at a game like battlefield 3 and i always thought with battlefield 3 right you said you alluded to the premium model battlefield 3 has had a great premium model for the the maps and if if i needed to pay currently today let's say battlefield uh battlefield 6 whatever they want to call it comes out uh in 2024 right and it's just the best battlefield 
the exactly what we wanted. Dice redeems themselves. They beat out Call of Duty that year. It's it's a it's a huge win. I would I would pay the forty or whatever for the premium, uh, for for the maps specifically, and then if you on top of that you would add if there was a season pass and things like that for weapons, um, vehicles, but also store items. I always thought with Battlefield Three. I would have liked to have be able to have like different skins for my operators, like an elite uh, Navy SEAL skin, Delta skin, Russian Spetsnaz skins, like different operators, exactly what we saw with Modern Warfare 2019. And they did it really well. So I think where Battlefield failed was, okay, we're going to be specialists. We're doing the store arms for specialists. Whereas they had, they had the right idea with previous Battlefields is you have your assault class, all your regular classes, right? And then you can have different, custom skins that you would buy in the store oh this th- these guys are navy seals they they bought that or they had a level up x amount to unlock it one of the two um but buying it you get a, a extra special like seal looking skin or delta skin whatever you want i always thought that was the route to go when you're looking at battlefield microtransactions loot boxes because something like battlefield three and four was a very well polished game you know after launch obviously um, and there, those were premium models, and there was room there for more to make more money with store items, loot boxes, whatever, what have you. So that was a a huge, a huge uh, <laughs> monologue on my side, but that's kind of how I feel. No, that that makes total sense. And then you can you kind of vote for your wallet, right, on things that you like. Uh, right. Big Mike says something really really important in the chat too. He brings up Elden Ring, which when Elden Ring came out, uh, it to me. I got excited, not because I generally like those games, but kind of like Mike is alluding to, the game came out finished. It came out with a lot of content. It doesn't rely on microtransactions. It's not built and balanced around getting you to buy those. If you, mm-hmm. if you guys want to do something crazy, go and search for uh, recent EA patents and Activision patents and look at some of those patents they have on algorithms on how to get you to buy microtransactions. They will actually, mm-hmm. it's actually black and white. They pair you up with people that have those things, that have those guns who are good players that shoot you with DLC guns. So you have to have them. There's a lot in Black Ops 3. And then uh, if you buy them, then it gives you easier lobby so you feel good about your purchase so you want to do it again. So there's so many things that are weird about microtransactions. This guy made these statements that put it out in the open so we all know what they're thinking and it made everybody think about it. And it put it at the forefront where I think it should be because it's such a massive part of games, but not many people talk about some of the crappy practices that go on behind the scenes. So I I think Elden Ring was a breath of fresh air. Um, Tarkov is to an extent as well. Um, Say what you want about it being a a beta um, and as expensive as it is and stuff like that, but it's not centered around microtransactions. Mm -hmm. Um, They're still working on it. They're still adding stuff to it. It is technically a beta but there but you are can games see out where, there that you don't can see where they can implement that right you can see where Tarkov would implement that oh yeah like the clothing the clothing system especially you're talking about uh what do we see rogues i think nikita said there's going to be specimens gru factions coming um i can definitely see like cosmetic wise a lot of store items mtx uh weapon camos things like that and those are things that people would spend money on because it's good content and allows for more customization i've always been a proponent of let me customize my character. Even though it's a first-person shooter, I can't even see what I look like. But I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah. It it just it adds to the immersion and the replayability and gets you into right. the game, and that's why we play them, right? Exactly. Um, 
um the other thing is i guess that i'm thinking of i've kind of i'm gonna argue with myself a little bit the one thing where i could see he is wrong are with those um those examples we gave right like elden ring you can't really call those developers idiots um (laughs) but (laughs) like basically i don't think he was he wasn't calling anyone out specifically he was saying like you should be cashing in on the microtransaction trend Right, is essentially what he's saying. Yeah, it's just um, you're, you're you're losing out on money essentially. So, yeah. so I guess I could see that getting twisted a little bit. Maybe he shouldn't have said it in that way. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, with all that being said, he did end up walking it back. He issued an apology. Um, he said on his Twitter page, he said, "My word choice was crude, and I'm sorry." He's like, "I'm listening, and I will do better." Um, uh, he adds that. What he wanted to say, but clearly failed at saying, was that there are better ways for game developers to get an early read on what players think of their game and either adjust or not adjust based on feedback. Uh, both are very valid choices. So he basically just mm. like completely walked it back and apologized for it, which I'm just kind of glad he said it. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. It's really not getting like a ton of press or whatever. I mean, on our massive program, our huge, massive global program, it might we might bring yeah. it to light here. We're going to blow it up right here. But I just, <laughs> I'm just glad uh, the show stinks. I'm just glad that people are talking about it, and it might it it might enlighten some people onto how like the games get designed and what they're after and how they make money, and remind us that I'm not doubting that devs love games and love their jobs and are passionate about it. But it reminds us that they are there to make money, and we have to keep an eye on how they do it and do the best we can with voting with our wallets. I think. I think that's all we can really do. So having it, having all the cards on the table, I, I think it, it's pretty good. Yeah, it, it, that's a good point you say. Vote with your wallets, right? So like I, I I basically said, right? I voted with my wallet with the recent Call of Duty games. I'm curious to see what kind of store content we get with Modern Warfare 2 here because I think they know what's sold, obviously, from Modern Warfare 2019 and then looking at the, the, the games that followed, obviously, different types of content, but they know what sells. I'm curious how the story, how refined the story is going to be on the flip side, Battlefield, right? The, they're going to need to, obviously, as we talked about, go back to the drawing board. But I'm just curious, you know, wh- when we look at Battlefield in 2024 or 2025, um, what they learned from that. Because there, there's a there's a, a way to do it right. And there's other games out there doing it. But yeah, Elden Ring, probably, what is that? The only actually finished game to come out this entire year, past two years, three? I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And I mean, I kind of do vote with my wallet sometimes and people might think I'm dumb for this, but I bought I bought Elden Ring because I appreciated it being a finished game. I don't really like those games that much. I tried to play it with Ham. He loved it. They kept hounding me and I'm like, well, I'll try it. If not, it appears to be a great game that's finished. That's not blocked out with microtransactions. I'll support it. I bought it. Yeah. I played it for a little bit. It was cool. I named my horse Sanjay the horse you call in so me and sanjay were riding around the lands in between we popped off a little bit we took out a couple bosses but those (laughs) those games really aren't for me but i just i just appreciate it though i I appreciate Mm. it for the art that it is and for the care that went into that game to finish it to 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 delay it they delayed it a little bit but they Mm. got it done they delayed it for a reason and you have to commend that and i i hope that trend there are a lot of trends in those types of games and especially in MMOs that I'm very scared will make it over into 
uh into first person shooters some of the monetization practices of mmos are really scary um they, they consider tarkov kind of considers itself an mmo if you look at um mm -hmm. at yeah. the genre of game that they call it stuff like that there are a lot of predatory practices that i hope don't come over but how elden ring came out finished and completed is a trend i really hope catches on because that was pretty cool yeah, I mean, if it also, if you do happen to ever pick up like Wildlands or Breakpoint, I mean, just take a look at take a look at that and see what they do. There's definitely, you know, like we talked about goods and bad, but that that's that's technically kind of like an MMO too. So that kind of gives you another another uh, way to look at it. Also, I I should I should check those out. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers that, don't you think? Yeah, I think like like you said. He said the right thing. I don't. I don't think he needed to walk it back at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, it's a. It could get a little bit twisted on like tall people out specifically, but yeah. At the same time, he said what everybody was thinking. So it, yeah, it, it kind of confirms what we all thought. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the next thing I wanted to talk about. And this is kind of our uh, topic of the week. Are uh, about battle royales, and I shouldn't say are they dead, but it got you guys to click, didn't it? No, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> terrible. Um. I want to talk about it. So. I guess we could call this, do, we, do I call it the poll of the week or the poll of the day? See, I don't know, because like we're a weekly show, but the poll is only live for the day. So is it a daily poll or is it a weekly poll? I don't know. I feel like it's got to be the week, right? I guess poll maybe. Poll week or a poll guess, of the day. Throw, throw different polls out there all week and we'll cover I call them it, all next week. <laughs> I call, yeah, I call it the poll of the day. I don't know. We're going to get some metrics. We're going to get some numbers. This is going to be some good journalism. Um, also so, for the for the clickbait title, can we edit the thumbnail with a uh, with a, a buff shock face? Maybe. Yeah, we can. We, we're gonna have to do a photo shoot. We got to get the O face <laughs> yeah. and the hands. We oh, got to yeah. get a ton of Fortnite pictures Spear of us. Fingers, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm all for it, man. Let's do it. Well, let's do it. We'll schedule a photo shoot. Um, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about was I actually wanted to get the topic thing correct because I'm terrible at my job. Um, is this? I put out a poll on YouTube and on Twitter. Um for the live show tonight are battle royale stale i use the word stale not dead because i don't think they're dead looking at the numbers but are they stale 75 percent yes 25 percent no over on twitter very similar results 65 i'm a massive twitter influencer so we got 26 votes um 65 uh say yes 34.6 say no um, that battle royales are not dead. And I think they're really an odd kind of thing. Um, battle royales, I feel like every time I make a battle royale video or talk about it, people get upset. They're like, I'm so tired of BRs. Um, I hate them. Like I'm over them. And I get that. But then if you look at it, they're like playing them. Like they're always the top at Twitch. They're always have huge numbers. There's like, there's like two, there's like, Two massive segments I feel like on Twitch and on player bases. You either have like the competitive type games like Valorant, CSGO, Siege, um, those hold the big player base, and then the battle royales. Tarkov, Tarkov is kind of different. Um, but um, yeah, <laughs> battle royales are weird because I feel like everyone hates them, but everyone plays them. <laughs> I, I don't know. I love I love battle royales. Like I, my first one, <clears throat> we've talked about it before. My first one was Black Ops 4's Blackout, right? Previous to that, I was watching so much PUBG, like, man, I wish I had a PC to play PUBG. And then Blackout came out, and I was hooked. It was so addictive to me and, and my buddy, Moo Man, who a lot, of, a lot of you guys might know, plays with me a lot. So we were, we were hooked on that from the start when it came out. I was 
so addicted to that game and i i i love that battle royale feel because it's something new every time um so that's why warzone was so great when it came out you know obviously it's it's you know declined heavily since but there's definitely uh an aspect of, of battle royales which is is the sandbox type I, I always said they were doing battlefield better than battlefield right because it's just something new every time always a new experience so i love it it's just really implementation right how how it's actually implemented there's good ways to do it and bad ways to do it which i think we see games out there doing both yeah um and yeah there are definitely good ones and bad ones like mike's talking about um apex legends that thing always has a growing player base i've played it. It, it um it's a pretty it's a very solid game it plays pretty well um so what got me thinking about this is a tweet by Alexander Grundahl. And if you if that name sounds familiar, if you're a Battlefield fan, it's because he was an ex-executive producer over at DICE. He moved over to Embark Studios. A lot of DICE developers and executives moved over to Embark Studios. That's a studio we are definitely keeping our eye on here. And just real quick, I did put a poll in the YouTube chat uh, to you guys to vote on your thoughts on BR. So definitely vote. I'd love to have that. I think I'll, we'll try to do that. We'll try to come up uh, with a poll, I think, every week, and we'll put it out. Uh, on the social channels throughout the day and then we'll we'll have a poll when everybody pops in yeah, we'll just we'll absolutely. get some good numbers we'll do some good journalism we're gonna find oh, some yeah. stuff out oh yeah <laughs> so, investigative journalism here we are that's right that's right we're on the cutting edge <laughs> so what he said that it, i thought it was a great tweet and it, it it got my brain turning i wrote i wrote a long reply to it no one cares what i say uh but i i just it just got me thinking uh, battle royales on paper the ultimate sand sandbox gameplay enabler and the fantasy of them sparks the imagination of creative approaches that could be valid. Recent games, though, I feel pushed towards min-maxing towards a very specific play style. He goes on to say, they now to they now to me feel more like a string of TDM matches where you rush to the next one and often only rewards very twitchy play styles. Sounds like he's calling out Warzone. Um have BRs lost yep. some of their uniqueness in a drive to streamline to be more approachable? And if so, where are BRs headed now? Um, he says games right now are without meaningful out of session context. It's like friendly football games versus league play or even world cup. He said, yes, there is progression in battle passes, but that's just busy work in this context, in his opinion. Um, so I thought this was really cool. So I guess the first question is, um, have BRs lost some of their uniqueness in the drive to streamline and be more approachable. Do you think they've lost some uniqueness to be easier to get a, get a grasp on? Yeah, absolutely. I think that what we've seen specifically with you know i'm going to use warzone as, as an example because it's arguably one of the biggest ones out there <clears throat> it's it's become not a battle royale and i think even with like forces keep and rebirth island i get what he's saying with like, the tdm type stuff but it's definitely it's just uh there's a lot of issues it's it's supposed to be the best player wins right and there's different ways to play that out but it's a competitive mode and i I think when it's made for, you know, little babies to play, it loses its luster and makes it just not enjoyable at all. Yeah. And I, but when he, when he talked about that, where it's like a series of TDM matches where you rush to the next one and often only rewards twitchy play styles, I thought mm -hmm. about rebirth, like the resurgence mode, which I've come to really like. So like, I'm kind of calling myself out here. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it starts to feel like that, right? Like, I, I think back to my first winner winner chicken dinner in PUBG to like now how I feel like over like 
I'm somewhere, I don't play a ton, but I'm somewhere around 500 wins on Rebirth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's the that 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 feeling that excitement isn't there like you don't approach each game like like i i just remember and this this is just going to happen right and kind of what i said in my reply was i mean when you first played your first multiplayer game imagine how crazy it was that you're playing in another match with somebody across the across the country and you're in the same mm-hmm. lobby playing against each other how cool that was well now how kind of dead is is regular multiplayer in cod it's not it doesn't do it for us anymore. We always need right. more. We always need more. Same thing with battle royale. Like you start with your like. If I I remember my first PUBG dinner, like how like intense and sweaty I was, and sh- I was shaking and my heart was pumping because yeah. I'd done a lot to get there. And it's just it's kind of lost all that. And and it, instead of making it uh more intense, more tactical, they made it more accessible, which could lead back to wanting more microtransactions. The more people that play your game, the more microtransactions you could sell. Yeah. But they made it a lot more accessible where it wasn't near as punishing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of lost its identity of being a battle royale. And that could just be a case of the battle royales don't do it for us anymore. That's not a rewarding uh, game style. Or they've just made them so watered down with all the ways to respawn um all the min maxing and meta contents and meta stuff mm-hmm. you know you get your load out really fast now in those game modes um apex i think was one of the first ones um that i can think of i remember when it came out i was like holy shit it's got a way to bring your friends back when they die that's that's crazy um but yeah it just makes it they take out some of those a lot of them have slowly taken out those punishing uh, mechanics of a battle royale and kind of watered them down and it's, they're losing their identity and i i just i don't know what's what's really next yeah i mean that's a really good point i think i and i agree i like that <clears throat> i like the resurgent modes of uh rebirth and fortune's keep like i i really enjoy that but why do why do i enjoy it it's because regular br in that game has become so un playable and unfun because the game was just completely like lambasted by everything raven software has done since they took over in my opinion peak warzone the early days when <clears throat> infinity War was handling yeah we had meta we had meta weapon issues with the growl and the bruin at the time but also when players started taking advantage of the movement system so i think like my ideal BR is a slowly slower paced, almost like Sandstorm or Tarkov type movement system um, where you need to play smart. The, the rewarding part of uh, Blackout as well as war, early Warzone for me on, on OG Verdansk was outsmarting players, right? I'm not the greatest player. And I also use very off meta weapons. And my, my, my solo win rate back in the day was ridiculous. I was I was a beast at solo games. I had so much fun just going up solo. Now today I I never play solo. I haven't even tried to play solo in a long time. But back then I would always outsmart, outposition, using weapons like a scar and just weird shit that no one would ever touch. And I'd be winning games all the time because I was outsmarting and outplaying people. Like I was running a I was running an M4 with SOCOM rounds uh, to make it look like an M110 or an SR25 in semi-auto and that thing i was i was out dmr and snipers back in the day um it's just it's it, so it's weird how that game has devolved in my opinion so yeah now i love the rebirth resurgence type modes 
because it's the only only game mode that's even close to playable in my opinion so you know we'll have to just see what warzone 2 does and what any other br is i mean there's a market out there for that perfect br um we'll have to see the, the fast-paced twitchy movement just is not for me and like like it just people will say that yeah there's a skill gap in the movement blah 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 but it's just i mean come on i'm not you know, especially we have players here on consoles you know I, I pay like 900 for my ps5 i'm stuck with an 80 fov like i'm looking through a straw here and like give me a break so it's just kind of i'm really i'm really done with the warzone at this point i think they had a great product they killed it uh games like PUBG are more interesting for me to watch i would love to play it if i could apex i think big mike and chat made some great points right apex really isn't for me because it's too futuristic i i did try it and like i liked it i definitely appreciate it um but i'm more you know i'm more of that modern immersion type gamer so um we'll see man i think they're they're definitely not getting stale it's just like you said it's just uh like let's make it let's it's a competitive mode let's make a let's make a battle royale for for big boys right you know Let's buckle our pants and, and play a, a freaking battle royale instead of making things for two-year-olds. Yeah, I would like that. I think I would like something. Um, I think there's a there's a happy medium between taking some of... Um, so, like, on one end of the spectrum, you have, like, a PUBG, right, where it's drop-in loot. When you're dead, you're dead. If your buddy's dead, he's gone. Mm-hmm. But but there's a... there's And most of the maps, minus maybe Sandhawk, there is a lot of downtime in the middle. I think that could be removed. I think mm-hmm. to get to move the battle royale space forward, mm-hmm. I think if you take out a lot of those time wasters, but it still has a lot to do with positioning. It has a yeah. lot to do with strats. You still have the randomness of the circle and things like that. But mm-hmm. I, I just I think there's a happy medium there. We can still have a tactical, yeah. hardcore BR where when you're done, you're done. But at the same time and, and and still have like grounded movement weapons and things like that but at the same right. time get okay. some of that dead space out of there and maybe maybe like overall smaller maps and lobbies i think would be fun i'd um and a- apex does this the, the map or the excuse me the lobbies aren't like 128 players or whatever in apex and it's pretty fun but mm-hmm. get us a variety of maps and do like a 32 player br that's mm-hmm. that's already going but when you're done you're done and it's you know, tactical movement with tactical guns and stuff like that. There's not that massive. That's what sucks about PUBG. I was reminded of was like, if you drop in a spot that makes sense on the circle, it's going to be 20 minutes. Like it could be as much as 20 minutes of just looting and positioning until you see your first person. And then Mm -hmm. if you die, you feel like you just wasted a bunch of time. So I think there's ways to get around that without making it as casual as resurgence excuse me, as yeah. casuals resurgences. Yeah, and you know, in, in Blackout, he, he, there was actually a, a, a mode called Hot Pursuit, which I I really like, because Blackout, you couldn't buy, there was no buybacks or anything, but in Hot Pursuit, I think it was until like the third to last, or second to last circle or something like that, every time a circle collapsed, everyone that was dead would come back, right? So you couldn't buy players, but it gave you... There was long circles, you would loot, um, but when that circle closed, your dead teammates would come back. They would come back with a pistol, I think, or maybe, I forgot what, I think it was a pistol. But again, that offered that offered something to to work for in the downtime, because, okay, I, I know if I survive and loot, and I can establish a position where I can get some weapons for my guys to come back, um, 
we're going to get back in this. And, you know, I'm, if I can hold down this area, they're going to come back. They can get these guns. And there was no loadouts in that game either. So it wasn't like you were at this huge meta disadvantage. You were building stuff, throwing attachments on weapons from your backpack. I thought that was a cool idea. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think you said it. You said it perfectly. We'll have to have to see what they do with these game modes going forward. And I mean, another really good example is I, I love the extraction type modes like Tarkov. But, you know, why do I love that? It's more, it's a little bit more grounded, right? But yeah, there's a happy medium for sure. Yeah, we've seen games like uh, the Cycle Frontier had some success with uh, that extraction type mode. I thought that potentially those types of game modes could be the next kind of battle royale where it's still hardcore, it's still suspenseful, um, but you have to extract. You, there's not necessarily just one winner. It's not all about P by PVP. Like the game is deeper. There's more to it, stuff like that. Tarkov does great. At the end of my reply uh, to Alexander, um, I arrived to the point where I think what I'm, I have the most faith in after how the servers performed this weekend, that's been shaken. Um, but if, if you have the Tarkov um, mode, how it is, um, I could go on about what I think needs to happen with that game. That's just my stupid opinion. That really doesn't matter, but that's just my opinion. Um, but Tarkov is a really cool game. Um, it's one of a kind. It holds my attention. That's living there. That's a way to play. And then the other thing I talked about is, if you guys remember, I talked about the two kind of sects of, uh, of, of not S-E-X, S-E-C-T. Just uh -huh. um, uh, the two groups of... Uh, of players there's also that competitive mode so i'm really interested to see how escape from tarkov and tarkov arena coexist because that to me could be the grounded deep gameplay that i like mm -hmm. if i want to go sweat it out with my friends and play a search and destroy mode i can go to tarkov arena um if i want to kind of chill have an mmo experience play the game differently how i want to play it um and and level up my character and, and play a little bit different game i got the extraction escape from Tarkov. So I'm going to be interested mm -hmm. to see another one that could potentially be good is modern warfare too. Yeah. Um, it with DMZ, um, that game, we've talked about that ad nauseum on the channel. Like are you going to try to have something for everyone? You're going to have your multiplayer, your battle Royale and your extraction survival mode. Um, big team battles for, for, uh, battlefield players. Like they're going to, they're trying to go for everything. So it's going to be, mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Something's going to come together where it's going to have the perfect mix of all that. But I think those are the two types of games with the potentially third one being the extraction that holds people's attention. You have to you have to either be like leveling up a character with rewarding gameplay, like it feels really good in Tarkov when you unlock a gun that you can use now that's really good. Um, yep. You make a bunch of rubles that you can buy something cool. You level up, you complete a quest, feels really good. Or... If you win a battle royale, feels awesome. Or if you hit a high rank, like if I make it to platinum in Rainbow Six this season, I'm gonna be amped. So like, those are the things that that get me going as an FPS player. So there could be a mix of that coming in a couple of different games. So let's let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, really hope so. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about? What what he said? No, no. On? I think I think we 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 covered it pretty well. So I mean. Battle Royales are alive and well, in my opinion, just a matter of execution. Yeah, and then Flex has to bring in Flex has to bring in Firestorm. That game was so yeah. close, man. That game was so close to being an amazing BR. It had the interesting vehicle gameplay, but there was a lot of stuff on the maps where you could deal with the vehicles. I thought Firestorm was awesome. It suffered greatly from the pacing issue. 
that was a really big map that was really huge and they only put 64 players on it so there was a lot of downtime that was unnecessary yeah um but that map was gorgeous i think the circle it just i think the game just needed to start at like the third circle and just yeah. go on different you don't have to use all of the map on every match so i i really wish I really wish that that would have Especially been fixed with and that adjusted. Especially player count. That player count is so low compared to every other BR, right? And the which map, I would have, like you said, was massive. Yeah, which I would have been interested interested to try. Like I, I, I kind of want to see a smaller number BR where you still have those unforgiving mechanics, but you don't invest as much time into it, or do you get sad when you die? You know, like oh, I just spent thirty minutes trying to get to that final <laughs> circle. It's yeah. like make them faster paced and smaller. It would be interesting to try. Um, but, and I, I thought Halo was going to do that with the last Spartan standing or whatever, but um, it, that, that was a weird, weird deal. Um, I, yeah, I think it would have been, it would have played a lot better if they would have just started it at like the third circle or second circle. Um, would have taken, taken that stuff out. Yeah, for um, sure. I, I never played it, but yeah, I, I agree. I watched a lot, lot of gameplay, and uh, it's just a, a unfortunate that, you know, it it went down how it went down. Yep. All right. So, yeah, let's talk about the next thing. And, guys, I've seen some awesome questions. Sorry, we're going to keep uh, we're gonna keep pushing through these. If you guys can hang out, definitely want to talk to you guys um, at the end of the show. So a quick little plug for chat Q&A at the end of the show. Um, we'd love to have some questions and, and kind of talk with you guys a little bit at the end. But uh, for now, we're going to keep uh, pushing through these real quick and uh, answer as much stuff in chat as we can. Um, so, yeah, let's go on to the next one. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the movement and stuff. And, and why, why this was interesting to me um was because we talked about the movement we talked about the new stuff in movement but on almost and we're talking about sorry <laughs> pad host modern warfare uh, 2 we're going to talk about modern warfare 2 movement just a little bit because i saw a, a huge uh just a demand for the question of where is slide canceling it hasn't been addressed in any of the leaks and stuff like that that i've seen and on a couple of videos where i've talked about movement of modern warfare 2 I, I watched your video where you talked about movement a lot of the comments were asking about slide canceling slide canceling mm -hmm. coming back because i think i don't know this could be boomer mentality but i'm just i'm just kind of i'm just kind of like over it i'm tired of sliding every two seconds like i do it i know how to play that way I use it to refresh my tax sprint, slide around corners and use it, but it's just, it's exhausting. And quite frankly, it looks silly. Like if you care, if you care at all about immersion and stuff like that, yeah, it just looks silly, man. Everybody's just sliding around everywhere. It's kind of silly. So um, I've been looking for any kind of information about slide canceling and let's listen to what Swag has said. So Faye Swag, he's a, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of him, massive, massive uh, streamer uh, for Warzone. And I don't know if you'll be able to hear this buff. I don't know how to do that, but we'll get it one day. I'll just play this clip for you guys really quick. Um, we talks about it. They can't keep it the same. No, it's definitely not the same. You know what I'm saying? But it has that like the, the same. You can tell it's like I don't know. It's hard to explain. There's little things you can change about a game that will make it feel way different. You know what? You know what's different is the movement. The movement is different. The big difference. It ain't no, you're not gonna be like, you have the dolphin dive now. You have that aspect in the game. There's no slide cancel? Not like, not like how you think it is. I don't know, you never know, cause like people like find different mechanics.
Like I said, I played modern for two, okay. bro. It's lit. It so he said a couple things there that I thought were really, really interesting. Like Let me get this like shut off. Um, he said a couple things that I thought were really interesting. So he asked him, uh, so to preface this, uh, for you guys that haven't heard it, um, he was talking about the movement. So a lot of creators and, uh, larger streamers and stuff have played, uh, modern warfare too. Of course, they're under NDA to talk about specifics, but, uh, him and his friend Faye Santana were talking about, uh, the movement and things and what's different. He says it, it and it kind of got me excited because he said it feels really similar overall to modern warfare 2019, which was a game that I enjoyed. Um, so that's really cool, but he said it has to be different. And he said it is, he said that, um, slight there's dolphin diving now is one of the things he said. So that's coming back from the older CODs. And then he said, um, that slide canceling is not how you think. So that was interesting. And then he said something else that I would say was he said that, how did he put it? People find different things in the mechanics. So originally slide, slide canceling wasn't put into the game on purpose. It's an ex, I wouldn't call it an exploit, but it's like a mechanic that people found after playing it. So there could be a whole new like mechanic or something or way for people to move around, you know, double tap C space ship. Like it's all weird how it works as it is. Um, somebody could find something like that. So, um, but at the thought of slide canceling not being in there, um, I, I got really, really excited, but it's going to be interesting to see what movement mechanics that aren't intended that do come out of this. What, what are your thoughts on slide canceling? And what do you think of what he said? Yeah. I mean, slide canceling, I, I personally hate it. I, I think it's one, one of, you know, a few major factors that ruined Warzone, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> I I really think w what Swag is saying sounds good, um, but again, he's not really giving us much details. Just you know, not like you would think the movement's different. So how is the movement movement different? And that's really something we won't know until we see that that gameplay or um, get our hands on it really. Cause like you said, people can find loopholes around it. I think one thing that would fix that is some sort of uh stamina system in the game, or, I mean, it, it, like you said, it wasn't ever intended to be a gameplay mechanic. So if there is some exploits uh, found with the movement system, I think infinity Ward needs to get on top of that or, or like we talked about previously is allow certain types of movement in some modes and restrict it in others. Because slide canceling and Warzone, like you said, it looks goofy. And honestly, the movement, the twitchy movement, slide canceling really takes away from firefights on top of crazy broken weapons. So it's one of the factors for me that just really took me out of the game and, and, and ruined the game for me. Yeah. Uh, what I'm hoping that said, and this is uh, probably like opium, but what I'm hoping he's saying there is you can still slide cancel, but it's not an advantage. It doesn't reset your tax sprint. It doesn't help you move across the map faster. There's like not a reason to do it. So like right now you slide cancel because you can actually traverse the map uh, like faster. So yeah. I'm hoping you can still, if he says it's kind of there, I'm guessing something like that is there, but maybe it's something like you can still do it, but it's not an advantage. So it's not going to get, it doesn't do you any good to spam it all the time like it is now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the spamming it with like the 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 jumping, you see a lot of like even when you watch uh Swag's gameplay, you know, he'll he'll slide cancel, jump, like switch his weapons twenty four seven, 
uh, slide cancel all around the map. Like you said, that's how people aren't sprinting. They're slide canceling around the entire map and like switch. It's just, it's just too fast paced and it really takes away from firefights um, as well as it's just like, it's just, it, it's supposed to be a competitive type mode. So it just feels, it just feels like really childish. Like I, I feel like we should be playing like Tor- Toy Story Battle Royale or something, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful, cautiously optimistic. But then, then yeah. again, I could see it like slide canceling <clears throat> is not spammed, but then like something else is like people will find an exploit and it'll spread. And I was kind of hoping, um, I was kind of hoping that they would patch it when it was found i remember when it was found in warzone and people were doing all these videos on how to do it mm-hmm. i really wish they would have fixed it right then that it didn't reset your tag yeah. sprint but instead they let it become a mechanic that everyone used and then for the next games iterations i think they got to a point where if they removed it people would be upset because they're used to using it all the time so i'm i'm hopeful um that this is be a good time to get rid of it you know i made a post modern warzone i think had it this is a few months back. He had a a question up there, like top five things you would fix for Warzone. One of the things I said was like twitchy movement. I'm, obviously, I couldn't elaborate heavily on all my points because, right, you're restricted with a, char- a, a character max for Twitter. So I made my bullets, blah, blah, blah. I got so much shit for twitchy movement. Oh, this is your first COD? Like, what do you go play squad realism? Like, I grew up at COD 1. This crap was never in any of the games. So, like, is this your first COD? What are you talking about? <laughs> COD 4, there's no slide canceling. Modern Warfare 2, I was shit-talking people like crazy and outplaying people like crazy. There's no slide canceling. There's no twitchy movement. And now, all of a sudden, it's a game for, like, two-year-olds. You can't even have a fire. What happened to firefights? And then we're countering it with all these dumb gadgets. Raven doesn't know. I mean, Raven... Good God. Like, what do they do when they go grocery shopping? How do they pack a grocery bag? Just the most unbalanced crap in the world. It's just ridiculous. Like, get that crap out of games. If they want to keep it in 6v6, fine. But, I mean, they need to decide what their what kind of target audience. It, who's spending the money on games? You know, is it is it is it four-year-olds? Or is it people that have jobs and make money are going to vote with their wallets? Like, and if you give us something, we'll spend money on it. It's just, it just seems ridiculous. It definitely is a hot, hot button for me um it really just pisses me off so i i I want that crap out of the competitive modes like if that's in dmz i mean i i honestly make just quit youtube altogether if if it's if it ends up being bad (laughs) uh i love i love to hear you talk to raven call them out they're on the list um it makes me smile um so yeah um honestly i think they just need to really i hate to say it but I like the movement of Battlefield 5. It had a decent slide, but it had a cooldown. You feel mm-hmm. once you slide, you slide, and then it takes a second for you to get back up to your feet, and then you can't slide again for like a second or so. So you can't just keep sliding, but the slide was great as a way to get behind cover. Mm-hmm. Uh like if if a tank or something comes around, like comes up out of a ridge and, and you can get and slide back to behind cover if you're in a gunfight that you're losing, you can slide, get out of the way. Um, it was great. I Battlefield Five is just my favorite movement of an arcade type shooter that I've ever seen. It had leaning, but again, it's not mm-hmm. like when you play Rainbow Six Siege where you're leaning all the time. It had a cooldown. Like the more times yeah. you tried to lean spam, the less you did it. So if you just spam Q and E, 
pretty soon your your player would quit moving like it would be yeah. and it would slow it just had a cooldown uh and everything like took thought and i just thought it was cool the crouch the crouch sprinting was nice not something you're going to use all the time but every once in a while it was awesome you could get in a trench crouch down and flank someone on a tank yeah but and i i i agree like sliding sliding is a great mechanic right we have I mean, look at uh, Insurgency Sandstorm. I mean, you can slide in that game, but it's not something that can be abused. What's it for? It's for sprinting and sliding behind cover, right? If I tried to to slide cancel somebody in a firefight, I would get my, I'd get rocked, right? It's just so out of the realm of something that you would conceivably even do in that game in a firefight. So I think sliding's great, but you know what's the purpose of sliding? Is it to slide to get behind cover quickly when you're taking heavy fire, or is it to stim, slide 15 feet, jump 360, no scope, circle around somebody, and you know quick shot them with a car 98? <laughs> what's the what's the purpose of sliding? That's what the, that's the real, you know, the big brain question I guess that they need to think about. Yep. I hope it works out. I hope they come up with something that's a that's a happy medium for everybody. Um, so yeah, I guess the next thing I wanted to talk about codwise still kind of on a similar topic. Um, I just saw this. Um, I think we mentioned it just a little bit before in a show, but I wanted to talk about it again. Um, and this is like, way, way in the future, and probably silly that we're talking about it. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that points from the mobile leaks again that the call of duty 2024 is going to be um in the gulf war era it could still possibly be called a black ops game um a couple of the reasons um that people think that are in this article so there were maps uh leaked map images like the loading screens leaked for 2024 call of duty um <laughs> how this happens in a bit we i don't know we talked about it a lot too um <laughs> but yeah what i wanted to get to was uh files relating to this upcoming entry mentioned linked the lockheed f-117 nighthawk widely used by u.s military during Gulf war uh concept art now removed from twitter along with the rest of reality's account uh showed the interior of a wrecked palace with u.s soldiers storming ornate and gaudy location uh one of the paintings on there was identified as one of the paintings that saddam hussein had um yeah so you i saw that um there's also reference to mogadishu perhaps a nod to the october 1993 battle of mogadishu details of which are adapted into the film black hawk down so there was a lot of stuff um in those that allude to at least that time period um so i just wanted to talk bring that up a little bit because i don't think we talked about it a lot a couple weeks ago um and again i understand guys crash why are you talking about a game that's two years away because it's fun all right <laughs> um yeah. So, what do you, what do you think of that era? I I'll let you talk about it because I think you're gonna like it, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna devil, devil's advocate you. So, what do you think about it? Yeah, personally, I love it. I think it's an era we haven't really seen touched in in first person games like this before, especially in Call of Duty. Um, it's a it's an era that I personally thought Battlefield should have gone to after uh, after Battlefield One. I thought I thought like an alternate reality Cold War early to mid 1990s uh, would have been a great era for them to push into because it's like we said, it's not, it's not ancient weapons. There's a lot of weapons that were in the nineties Gulf war era that were still, still heavily in use today. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, it's not, you're not restricted with the timeline. The timeline, you're essentially modern 
for the most part. And things like Mogadishu, the Black Hawk Down, all the weapons there, you know, is mainly stuff we see today. If you guys have watched that movie, you know, M60s, M249s, Car 15s, you had some early prototype M4s being used by Delta at that time too. So there's always room and you can always expand the timeline. Like, oh, this DLC takes place in, you know, 2000, 2005 and keep moving forward. You're not stuck in a World War II era, but I think that's an era that I'm excited for. And I've really been hoping another studio makes a semi-modern or a modern type COD game. Um, I personally kind of hope, I mean, this is going to be a Treyarch game, right? So I really hope it's not like a quote-unquote Black Ops title. I really hope it's kind of its own offshoot game because with Black Ops, we it's always, you know, Russian mind control, the numbers, what do they mean, Mason, blah, 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 which is cool and all, but I don't, I, I hope it's an, a game actually set in this timeline and we don't see, like some of the Black Ops games, we're set in a certain era and we'd see flashbacks, things like that. So if it's actually, I kind of want it to be a new standalone from Treyarch set in this time period would be really cool. And to play, you know, Mogadishu, these are things that really happened. Um, So there's your immersion factor right there. And everything we saw, you know, is, is real stuff so far. So um, I'm kind of, I'm excited. They can, they can do it. They can make this a a great game in this era, or they can completely butcher it. It's, It's solely on them. Yeah. I, and I guess you kind of answered my my question already <laughs> with, uh, al- my, with the alternate bad. timeline. No, 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 no. You didn't know. I was gonna. I was gonna say like my only thing I was worried about is like would would everything take place in that theater and all the maps look the same? Like would there be no variety in maps because they're all in like desert and they're all look this? You know, would that get? But you said with an alternate timeline, there could be you could have different operations going on in other places and stuff like. Yeah, I mean there was a. One of my very, very, very first videos when I didn't know what I was doing back in like 2017 and I was uploading like once a year, I did a, you know, what Battlefield 5 should be. And that was where I kind of laid out this this alternate uh, reality um, Cold War era game where where the Soviet Union didn't collapse. And instead, what they did on the brink of, you know, financial uh like devastation with their economy and their natural resources they they had to use what they had with their military might to invade the u.s in this alternate reality so you could have like a in there you would have the u.s okay they're in the gulf war and russia seizes the opportunity to secretly invade somehow into the u.s there was a uh mmorpg on pc i think it was conflict conflict uh conflict at war some conflict something you guys can look it up and probably find it um but that was basically the premise of that game however that was a pc like mmorpg thing um so if you adapt that into like an fps it's such a good idea and you're not going to be restricted so i always thought that's kind of where battlefield should have gone I think that's that's an era that is wide open for the taking and I'm I'm honestly kind of shocked no one's jumped in there yet. Yeah. Well said. I think so. Yeah. I guess that's all I, I didn't really have a ton to say about that, but I just thought mm-hmm. it was I thought it was interesting and, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Um so I guess the next thing to talk about is everyone's favorite segment of the show. Right, guys. It's time for quick shots. Um, quick shots is a part of the show uh, where we talk about some uh, smaller, quicker, faster stories um, just at the end. And then, yeah, if you guys want to stick around just a little bit longer, I would love to have you guys uh, ask some questions in chat. I'm always impressed 
uh everybody asks great questions um and i appreciate it so yeah the first thing um i wanted to talk about this one was kind of entertaining to me um i don't know what can be said uh too much about it but i, I don't know if you saw this but the arena breakout trailer um i kind of saw it and then i saw a big fries video about it same same here yeah yeah i was like this looks absolutely amazing the trailer was like so sick it was so sick and then you find out like later on when you read the blog post and you you research it that dude it's a mobile game <laughs> so, it's like heartbreaking heartbreaking yeah. am i i'm gonna have to buy like i don't know the trailer looks so good i'm like am i gonna have to get some kind of like galaxy tablet or emulator on my pc or like get a <laughs> buy it buy like a galaxy tablet and plug a keyboard and mouse into it with some kind of weird adapter or something like to play this it looked cool but also being a mobile game you have to be very scared of the mtx like the, the microtransactions oh, yeah. could, could oh, yeah. be crazy but that trailer looks like my ideal game. I'm just saying, like, why couldn't have been couldn't it have been for PC and consoles? Like, this is this is the game I want, man. This is it. It looks crazy, but like yeah. some of the looting and stuff you can see, uh, looks like uh, looks like a Tarkov yeah. knockoff. Like it looks like a, it does, and it's Chinese, so it potentially or probably is funded by Tencent. But mm -hmm. um, it's the trailer was just cool how it like followed a gun used by a bunch of different guys like through the whole trailer um and it's a yeah. sick gun i mean come on that's a that's a beautiful looking m4 salt mod build right there which i would love to get my hands on too <laughs> it's got the hss 4x flip on there oh love it good gun. yeah so i i don't know um i was just i was just laughing at this because uh the other i was laughing at the bait and switch right and then mm -hmm. I, I went further into it. I'm like, how would Tarkov style mechanics work on mobile? Like you see him taking pain meds and stuff. It's like, how would you, how would you inventory on a phone? Like, I don't even understand. Like, I can't even wrap my head around how that would work. I'm pretty sure it'll be like you, you would hit. Cause I don't know if you've ever played caught mobile. I, I played it briefly just cause like the weapons in there. I was trying to see what was up. Cause they were better than what we were getting in any of the console games. Uh, but like I called mobile, basically you would like push, push a, bu a button and like a, a, a wheel would come up. We see this in like ghost recon games, some of those two, like wildlands and breakpoint, but a wheel will come up with a, like a bunch of different options. So that could be essentially your inventory where you're going to hit like the inventory icon and like all my inventory icons pop up. So I can just hit like, like thumb, thumb, thumb for, you know, inventory pain, something like that. I would, I would assume, um, but yeah, I would encourage everyone to take a look at like COD mobile controls or something. It's probably going to be something similar to that, especially if it is, you know, funded by Tencent. I'm sure it's going to be relatively similar. Yep. I'm, I'm just going to have to become a mobile gamer now. So how it is. There you go. Do it up. <laughs> All right. So that's something for you guys to check out. Um, yeah. So now it's time for the next quick shot. We're going to talk uh, a little bit. My timing was way off. I didn't hear the noise, man. Uh, I'm over here. Do. I'm over here going there. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's this is the production team's fault. We'll have a talk. We'll have a talk with them. They're on notice right now. I'm gonna have to be like Doc and fire them all the time. Um so yeah, the next thing I wanted to talk about was uh Six Days in Fallujah. Uh just got new gameplay. That is a game uh that's really interesting to me. Um not necessarily the the thing that interests me the most is uh procedurally generated maps. Um, when stuff comes across or comes out or 
I don't want to say that. When stuff comes out that's like new technology or something we haven't seen in an FPS game, I get really excited about it. And uh, this is one of those things. So uh, the reasoning behind it, I watched their blog post like a long time ago when they first came out. Um, they wanted to harness like that shitty feeling of going into a place where you don't know. Um, you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what's in the next room. You don't know where the doors and windows and stuff are. So essentially what this game does and why I'm so excited about it is the maps load in procedurally every time. So they're different every time you play it. Like fundamentally, the gameplay looks kind of like ready or not, but Fallujah, uh, Middle East, uh, Desert Ops and stuff like that. Um, so it's a little bit different setting, but like the, the same tacticality, teamwork, how you move, clear room, stuff like that uh, looks really cool. Uh, but the thing that caught my eye is I'm always bitching about maps and there not being enough of them. Well, if they're procedurally generated, is that, I mean, that solves that problem right there. Like going forward, you're going to have different maps every time. And could that assist, if this works out and this technology is perfected, could this assist bigger studios in building maps in the future? Can they, can they program this and say, you know, and put in the textures and stuff and just have it roll and, you know, keep rolling through maps until they get something that they kind of like. Like, I don't know. Like, it might help. I don't know. It might help people or help studios develop maps faster in the future. So I'm excited about that technology. Um, but what they did was we got new gameplay. Um, it's really short. Uh, so I'm going to show it to you guys on screen. It looks really good. And this is actually in an audio blog. I'm not going to play the audio, but I definitely want you guys to go check it out. Um, this is the new the new gameplay we got. It's really short, but you should go listen to the audio because it sounds really good. Um, it sounds similar to Insurgency Sandstorm. Um, the echoing, the proximity chat, how you hear uh, what your uh, friendlies are saying through the walls and stuff like that um, is really cool. I I'm like that's that's all we see, um, but it just looks really cool. What do you think of that game? Have you have you followed that much? Yeah, I've, I've been following it pretty... I remember way back when it was announced originally, <clears throat> and then I've been keeping an eye on it since they re-announced that it's coming out. Um, and all the gameplay that we've seen previously in this, I mean, it looks awesome. This is something I really am excited to get my hands on. I, I definitely, this is kind of like my Dark Horse game. Um, I think I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, definitely going to have a lot of fun with this. This is right up my alley for, for myself and the channel, so this is something I'm going to have a lot of fun playing again this is this isn't too far off i mean what was fallujah 2005 i want to say it was so this isn't like too far off from that um like you know gulf war era obviously it's it's you know like 10 plus years more but you're still all it, it's very relatively similar uh weaponry too which i mean it, there's still a big gap between 2005 and and today, as far as like attachments and things like that, but I think it looks great. I'm really excited to to play it. And like you said, it, it looks and kind of sounds a lot like Sandstorm, which which is is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you saw you guys saw in that <laughs> video. Except Mr. Podcast Listener, I'm so sorry. Um, you, in the video that I played, it showed the maps being like re-rolled and new buildings and everything changing. And mm -hmm. I, I'm just excited for that technology. Um, that's just something that's new in the FPS genre that that I could see solving a lot of problems and make for some really yeah. interesting. And just, I mean, again, if it is truly random, if it is truly procedurally generated, the, the replayability is just indefinite. Like if it's different every time. Yeah. Think about the co-op play, play playing with your buddies, how fun that would be. Just like, you don't even know 
what to expect. Like you're trying to cover each other, going, going, clearing buildings. You have no, no idea what's going on. <clears throat> yeah. There was awesome. a, there was a game that had that, uh, due process. I remember that now bullet kid mentioned that that also had procedural maps. That was some, that was a, some kind of platformer looking game. Wasn't it? It was a different, I don't know. I kind of remember a little bit about it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess that's covered six days in Fallujah. We'll definitely keep our eye on it um on this show and and our channels and stuff because it it looks really cool it looks like something new um that should be uh should be checked out for sure all right so now it's time for the next quick shot are you not getting it no i'm not getting it (laughs) i hope chad is or i'm gonna look like a complete idiot (laughs) wait hold hold on hold on i was the first time but not anymore Chad, are we hearing quick shots? You guys hearing quick shots out there? I hope so. Um, yeah, so in the in the spirit of the show, I'll keep going. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing, we hear it? We got shots fired. All right, it's copy. They got, then, huh? Chat's got yeah. contact. Yeah, that is weird. I wonder if it's not coming through on my... Huh, on my end. Oh, that wow. is weird. It should be. I'm sorry. This show's terrible. I'll, I'll um, live. It's okay. All right, we'll get the production team on it. It'll be fixed next week. Don't even worry about it, guys. All right, so the next thing I wanted to talk about, these last two stories are, are pretty short, and then we'll get into chat Q&A uh, if you guys want to hang out for just a second. Um, this was kind of a downer to me. Uh, Ubisoft updates Rainbow Six Siege Year 7 roadmap and delays the features to Season 4. A uh, couple of things I was really looking forward to coming in 3 got delayed to Season 4. Um, rank 2.0, how they changed the rank system, and also uh, some of the uh, the player rep mechanics. So if you're a jerk, you, you'll lose rep and it'll put you with other jerks. So like nice people get a higher rep and the nice people get to play together. And then, yeah, so I was kind of excited for that because that game can get pretty toxic at times. And uh, yep. yeah, some of that stuff is delayed. Uh, but they did say they're did say they bringing another map in season three and they kind of teased and everybody was guessing all kinds of different maps. So apparently there's going to be a new map added to the competitive pool that we have played before, possibly in an event, so that there's a few different maps. Some of the stadium maps and stuff uh, potentially could be coming. But um, I was sad to see to see that delayed. And since I, I still keep up with Rainbow Six and still play it quite a bit, I thought I would talk about it just a little bit. Um, Yeah, do you, you have much to add? Probably not. You're not a, a big-time seizure. <laughs> I haven't, <clears throat> sorry, I haven't played it in, in a while, but I was always a fan of it, yeah. Um, unfortunately, like you said, it definitely can get toxic, and um, you really, need, for me personally, I kind of need to be in the mood to play it, and I really loved it when I when I first was playing it. Um, and then I picked it back up, like, probably, I think it was early this year, late last year, and I just, like, sucked at it and forgot what I was doing, so I was just, I meant to kind of get back in and relearn it and i just i never did so it's definitely something if you put it down for a while you know i was trying to like how do i breach through windows with my rappel and just like doing dumb stuff and getting killed and people you know i make myself look like an idiot in game so <laughs> i play it about as brutally as you possibly can for that very reason i'll play it for like a couple weeks and then i'll put it down for like a month or two and then yeah. i'll come back to it and i'll have to relearn a lot of stuff again and it's just like mm-hmm. that's not how to play that game that's one of those games if you're playing that game you need to play it to like there's so much right. to it, but yeah i i punish myself um so the last 
quick shot I wanted to talk about. Again, another really quick story. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> another there quick is. story is uh, the the big acquisitions. Uh, there's been some uh, talk about they weren't going to go through. They they are, they aren't. And what I mean by that are uh, Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard could be approved by the FTC as soon as next month. So that's much faster than everyone thought. But I don't know how that's going to change wow. a lot of the games that we enjoy. And then on top of that, uh, today... Um, that was a $68.7 billion deal. Uh, Sony fans have been celebrating last week's Activision, uh, acquisition, which did become official today, of uh, Sony buying Bungie, the makers of Destiny, former former Halo developers, which is a weird track. So I don't know how this is going to work, uh, but I just thought it was worth mentioning that this might speed up some of the things we were worried about um, with, with how this is going to work out, how this is going to affect our games. Again, Microsoft is going to be massive in the gaming space. They own Windows, so everybody plays PC on Windows. Uh, they have Xbox. They have Xbox Game Pass, which is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger uh, with more stuff added. Day one releases to that. On top of that, they already own Bethesda. Then they're going to own Activision, Blizzard, and King. So you're going to have like all the Bethesda games, um, all the Activision, Blizzard, and King games, Call of Duty, like world of warcraft overwatch all that's going to be under one roof uh so that deal is potentially being pushed through faster than we thought so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and then again with bungie and playstation that's just a weird one to me uh because bungie was under microsoft for halo and then they made destiny and then they went they got out from under them and they were all excited that they were free to do whatever they want and then they sold themselves to sony and went back under a larger umbrella again so that's just a weird <laughs> weird 180 to me um but yeah there's a lot of acquisitions a lot of things going on um and we know that behind the scenes uh ea has been wanting to uh be bought out or merged with somebody else so like there's just there's a lot going on and uh i i was uh surprised when i saw that it could be as soon as next month when the deal goes through so we might see changes to some of our favorite franchises sooner than we thought yeah that's uh definitely sooner than expected for sure but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see it's almost like we're getting like the uh oh man like what is it like the thinking like nba reference here we got like these super teams in, in modern day nba right so it's like we're getting like super companies in, in terms of like uh, video games now so it, it's it's uh it's gonna be weird i don't know hopefully Hopefully the games are still accessible for everybody though. It'd be, you know, I, I don't know. I don't even know like restricting destiny or Bungie titles to Sony seems like is what's going to potentially happen. But um, I don't know why you would do that. Right. Because you make more money putting it out for everybody. So yeah. Who knows? That, love to see. Yeah. That's the biggest question are either one of these studios. You know, I feel like Xbox has more of the cards right now. Are they going to shut it down and make these large blockbuster franchises exclusive? I don't think it makes sense to, because no. I feel like if you make money off of your competition, so when someone buys a, a Sony PlayStation, you're Microsoft, but you sell them all the games on there, they're yeah. no longer your competition. When, you, when right. you make money off your competition, they're no longer your competition, and they're yeah. just going to be massive. And especially, so like, look at COD, right? I think Call of Duty sales or like they sell the most copies on playstation historically and i think even currently so i mean that would just be dumb i mean yeah activision these companies love money right why would they why would they throw away money yeah i don't so i don't I think don't, we need to worry about it 
Yeah, I don't think a lot's going to change other than I hope they get rid of the Sony exclusivity for like some of the content. Uh, I hope everybody gets the content at the same time. Yeah. That's a, that's a disgruntled PC player for you. <laughs> to be, to be um, fair, though, if we look at like Modern Warfare, the PlayStation exclusive content, I think it was Spec Ops, right? Never play, or not, not Spec Ops. Uh, yeah, it was some kind of special mode like it, that. It was some special mode that everyone was pumped about. I never played it. And I think when it came out like a year later, no one ever played it. So it's not, it wasn't like you were missing too much, but yeah, definitely. You don't want to be restricting things like old games. It was like two weeks to a month of new content first on PlayStation for like different seasons, which is just dumb. Yep. So hopefully it works out for everybody, but we'll definitely keep our eye on it and uh, our massive platform. We'll, we'll hold them accountable with good journalism. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. I think that's uh, pretty much all of the, uh, quick shots um so yeah if we can move into chat q a uh if everybody has a little bit of time want to start uh doing that while you guys come up with your questions in chat i uh, just wanted to say thank you so much for being here thank you for 19 likes on the stream uh i appreciate that um yeah we just appreciate everyone for being here the fact that you guys uh spend your monday evenings with us uh really appreciate it that you uh watch clips and stuff on the scope channel we really appreciate that the podcast listener uh just appreciate you and really all we ask is just be a friend and tell a friend. Uh, share this with people that you think would enjoy it. And we'll just keep growing together. And we'll mm -hmm. get better and better guests and content as we grow. And just uh, keep doing our best to bring you guys a good show. But yeah, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. Um, Absolutely. I, I just want to, yeah, thanks everybody. I think we definitely have a really good uh, podcast going here. So um, we're excited for this to pick up. I mean, the, the quality of this and, and the conversations, everything we're covering is, is pretty top notch. And, you know, it's just the both of us just being real with you, right? There's no scripts or anything. We have our bullet points as far as topics, but, uh, everything you're hearing is genuine. So we definitely appreciate it. Um, yeah. So the first question is, uh, from Sergio, do you think Ubisoft's Ghost Recon Frontlines will ever be released, reworked, or will it be scrapped due to player backlash? What do you think? Uh, yeah, this this one, I <clears throat> I hope it's released. I don't know if there's going to be some sort of like rework with the naming or whatever, but um, this is one <clears throat> I I understand the argument from like hardcore Ghost Recon fans. I remember Big Fry was doing a lot of videos on this. Um, like no one wants this, no one asked for it, which I agree. And I'm not the biggest ghost historically, not the biggest ghost recon fan, especially from the beginning. I, I, I dabble in some of those games here and there. So I get that a hundred percent. But for me personally, just like the casual player, that's something that um, I enjoy first person shooters. I enjoy battle Royale extraction type modes. I enjoy modern settings. I enjoy the guns in that game and the ghost recon games. So having it in first person, uh, it's kind of like a win-win for me, so I'm I'm pretty pumped for for that. I hope it's released, and but I mean, we did see the some of the alpha gameplay originally on Twitch. They did it. Definitely needs a lot of polishing. So this is something I think they need to probably put back in their backlog. Keep working on it, but it needs to be I think reworked. Maybe refine the graphics and update it because you're going to be competing with. Call of Duty and whatever else. So if they're going to release it, it definitely needs to be a, the best it can be. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to take away developers from a, a, a main line or like a, a mainstream Ghost Recon title that that, that fan base wants. So um, I hope it comes and I just hope it's, you know, I hope it's 
good and doesn't isn't just one of those titles that's released and and dies immediately yeah i hope so too um i hope uh it does something different that keeps people playing it um because like we've talked about we could use a fresh and good uh br for sure mm. um uh d kraut shout out he's the he's the guy that designed uh all the overlays for this program all right um, shout out d kraut um he says with the confirmation that the next bf will have a campaign uh what are the odds of bad company three being the next game uh what we do know about the next one is it could be a standalone done by the seattle studio headed by uh former halo developer jared mark jared Leto. oh my god it's morbid time marcus leto i'm sorry roast me on twitter whatever um yeah i think it might be a standalone game but what from what from what we've heard um it really sounds like uh they're gonna push forward with the specialist that's not confirmed but that's the last we've heard uh from tom henderson that they're gonna keep doing the specialist so they if i had to guess unless they changed they had a change of heart which i wish they would i think bad company three would put us right in the setting that we want for a battlefield and that had an awesome campaign um so i'm hoping you know that we uh we get there but if they don't I think they're going to do campaigns where they tell the backstories of the specialist if they lean into the specialist. I really hope not. Uh, Pyro and Justin, guys, thank you so much for the super chats. You guys don't got to do that, but but I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Pyro asks, uh, what about Command & Conquer FPS? You have three different areas, Generals, Tiberium, and Red Alert. If I remember right, Command & Conquer is like a real-time strategy game, right? Like um, like an overhead kind of um, like civilization or whatever, but like a real-time strategy. Um I think that would be cool. I think that would be really interesting. Um, if you had maybe like a commander, like an overhead view, and then uh, you could also have soldiers that were in uh, FPS. I think that'd be interesting. Um, I kind of feel like that's what Overwatch did uh, just a little bit. Um, I feel like Overwatch kind of has a League of Legends arena fantasy shooter, uh, or excuse me, fantasy game, like how, but you know, League of Legends is like the MOBA uh, overlook. But with, with Overwatch, they took some of those same heroes in that same kind of fantasy setting and brought it down into first person, and it worked really well for Overwatch. So I, I think you could do that with a with a real-time strategy game. It would be really interesting. It's something different. I like it when, when people try to merge stuff like that. That would, that would be really cool. Um, and then Justin says, need a buff Wildland stream. That's on you, man. Get on it. Oh, yeah. Got it, Justin. <laughs> Upcoming. Uh, <laughs> uh thank you so much for the kind words big mike that's awesome man i i see your work on twitter and it, it blows my mind dude uh appreciate the kind words from you man um will i be big, playing games big mike's goat gotta say yeah insane i i was introduced to him like through your channel and your community and stuff but like the stuff he puts on twitter is insane dude oh, so yeah. cool but he does um yeah so check him out on twitter i feel like it would be uh be worth your time um then, uh, yeah, will I be playing games after this? Yeah, I'll probably stream over on Twitch. Just a chill stream. We'll either be playing uh, Tarkov, Warzone, or Rainbow Six is what I've been playing. Uh, so, yeah, twitch.tv slash Crash 8. Uh, if you guys want to come hang out here in an hour or so, I'll be playing some video games on there. Um, yeah. Uh, Big Mike asks, you guys play story games, like, purely for the story? Um, I suck at that. Do you play mm -hmm. story games a lot? I mean, like all the modern warfare and, and COD games, I've actually always, for the most part, been a big fan of the story. So I, the first thing I always play is the campaign. Uh, I've always loved the the campaigns for a lot of those, specifically the the modern warfare titles. Um, but I, 
the one game that I played, I'm not if, if we're looking at just straight campaign story games, uh, the answer is no. But I did play The Last of Us when it came out back in like 2013, I think it was. And holy crap. I mean, was I playing a game and playing inside of an awesome, the best movie ever? Like that game was one of those games that the story I picked up and I just couldn't stop playing. I know HBO's coming out with a series sometime here for that. I mean, the story for that was just amazing. And that was to to date my favorite story game that I had ever played was was the first Last of Us. Yeah. Um I'm I don't enjoy him as much playing them, but I like to watch people play him. I did play Honestly, the last campaign I did play was a Modern Warfare 2019 campaign, and I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed uh, working my way through that, but I've always been a multiplayer person. However, a lot of those story games, uh, kind of like Elden Ring, uh, Last of Us, uh, some of the Resident Evil ones, I really enjoy. Uh, I really enjoy watching uh, them play it. I, I enjoy uh, watching streams and watching playthroughs. Um, uh, watch other people do it because i get kind of frustrated with mechanics like where it doesn't tell you what to do next and i keep like doing the wrong thing and i don't feel like i'm pushing through the story and i get like annoyed uh <laughs> so i'm i'm bad at story games but i enjoy watching other people play them i think if you get a chance crash i don't know if you ever played them medal of honor 2010 had an amazing campaign and it picked up right away with medal of honor Warfighter, which i think was 2012 those are also i prefer those story modes the campaign in those two games over over any call of duty i've ever played the story i thought was just brilliant for those two it's a shame that uh after warfighter they kind of put that that series on the shelf which i thought they were doing so many things ahead of their time that was that was my my favorite game i actually liked warfighter uh multiplayer wise even better than battlefield 3 at the time so definitely if you have if you guys haven't played those definitely check them out i feel like i need to make myself do that sometime i don't know if i ever will but i feel like i should just make myself sit down and play some of the good story games and see like if i can if i can get into it really good that'd be that'd definitely be up your alley for sure those medal of honors they had very very cool movement mechanics too in the story mode which was awesome as far as like shooting from behind cover and things just there's a lot of elements there that were just way ahead of their time so it's a shame they never integrated some of that into battlefield agreed um then decrash should the traditional bf4 evolution be a part of the next bf game yeah there needs to be more destruction evolution from 2042 i feel like they barely got those maps playable before the game released um the the destruction in those maps is pretty laughable based on what we're used to um yeah i I actually like i i preferred battlefield 3's destruction i thought i maybe i'm wrong i thought there was more overall destruction of battlefield 3 than 4 but there wasn't Levolution. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, some of those maps, the destruction, you couldn't bring down entire buildings like in Bad Company 2, but you would, you know, there would be, I mean, you could bring down some, um, actually, now that I think about it, but um, that, I mean, that was, I, remember, I forgot the map. There was some map, I'd just fly around the helicopter and we'd be taking like rockets from a building. We'd just, just rocket the heck out of that thing and it collapsed and we'd get up. It's just, just things like that is what made it great. I don't think you could bring down buildings at Battlefield 4 where you couldn't 3, so I'd almost rather them revert back to what they did in 3. I gotcha. I do like the Levolution, though, like blowing up the Lankang Dam or whatever. It was really cool, like changing the map. Um, I think it's cool. I'd, I'd like to see it back. Maybe not all the maps, but some of them. 
Um, yeah. it, it changes how they play. Um, it's really cool. Uh, Joker says, "Hey, Crash, not checking in. Appreciate it, dude. Uh, you excited about Midnight Society's new game? First snapshot releases the 29th of this month. Yeah, we're definitely going to be following it for sure. Uh, we talked to, we talked about it last week. There's actually a, a clip over on the Scope channel where we talked about it. Um, it wasn't necessarily positive just because <laughs> uh, of the NFTs, and we we're worried about like how the feedback from the players could slow down development." Um, but definitely looking forward to it again uh, with with uh, Dr. Disrespect Studio. Uh, I think it has potential. I personally really like Advanced Warfare and I found out some of my favorite maps from that game he actually designed. Um, and I mean, the guy plays games for a living, so he should know what a good game should play like. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, I have high hopes for it. As, as long as you don't have to, to buy into and do the whole NFT thing to play it, if that's just an option, um, I I, th I think it'll be I think it'll be worth checking out for sure. And I, um, I'd I be shocked. Be and I'd be shocked knowing him, right? It is no way he would strictly enforce like you have to do NFTs because he's bashed stuff like that so heavily before on his streams and everything. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I, I I'm I'm sitting back and just waiting until we have a, a semi close to finished product to see you know what it looks like. Um, I actually. I actually did also I worry about the gameplay being a vertical BR where it's like a vertical extraction. You have to work your way up. I've never been a huge fan of like fighting up stairwells and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see how they handle that. Uh, map design is going to be everything for that not to be miserable. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, Big Mike says it's a futuristic setting, but Infinite Warfare has a great story. I played a little bit of it. I didn't finish it. Honestly, Infinite Warfare was my, I didn't necessarily enjoy that, but I I got into like playing a lot of Call of Duty and Black Ops Three and the wall running jetpack things. Your favorite stuff. Um, I love uh, that, dude. Yeah, I know you're so excited. You're like bring back jetpacks. He wants all it. day. Yeah, Exosuits, I don't want realistic baby. like DMZ Warzone Two. I want I want a jetpack perk is what I want with the anime skin on your jetpack with, with an anime skin. And you know what? I want weapons solely designed by Raven Software. Boom. they'll handle that's it for I, you that's what i want <laughs> they got you they got yeah. you um but yeah i i should play that'd be a good one to play because i've heard that from a lot of people that uh, not many people liked if it warfare's multiplayer uh i didn't hate it um but the uh the uh campaign is supposed to be was widely regarded as a really good one yeah <laughs> will i be buying black steel bourbon when it comes out yeah probably i i, I would put that in the bourbon collection uh probably show but yeah i guess that could be a show unless anybody has anything else going once going, once, going twice whoa jinx ho <laughs> you owe me a coke <laughs> well what, what's mike saying here raven software gone vector fire rate uh firing 50 bmg with cheetah movement speed yeah i mean that's yeah, yeah. We all know uh, that was that was what was going on in World War Two, Mike. So you know. Yep, and that gun, Mike, you can get now if you buy forty-five tier skips. You can get it right away. You, yep. It's on. It's on level forty-five of the battle patch. You can either play for forty-five hours or you can spend twenty-five bucks. It's your choice. But that's what they're. You can have that gun. You have that yeah. metal weapon. I'm I'm really excited for my uh, my M4 and Modern Warfare 2 to take 50 BMG, right? Not even 50 bail. I want 50 BMG, and I want that thing top loaded like a Bren mag. It's gonna be 
dope and i'll have a 50 60 round top loaded mag and no movement penalty it's gonna be so sick and I jetpacks hear, jetpacks all day i hear those were pretty pretty common in world war ii oh they were yeah i i think my my grandpa was talking about it uh you know saying <laughs> yeah. stuff like that so I'm, that's how I'm, they that's how they won d-day right there 50 I'm cal so, brands <laughs> i'm so glad i found a way to trigger you i can just talk about Silly mechanics and Raven software, and I can get you. <laughs> I, I can get you fired up. It's great. Uh, we can do it. We can do a whole episode. I'll just rant. <laughs> you don't want. That. We can do uh, the scope episode thirty-five, the Raven software edition. Oh, yeah. Perfect. But anyway, yeah, guys. Uh, T crowd, thank you so much, man. Thank you for the for the comments and for everyone being here. Thank you, guys, as always, for the awesome questions. Um, people say. People say people are mean on the internet, but that's bullshit when you come around here. You guys are awesome. Uh, the questions are outstanding. I love the discussion. And I, I mean it when I say it. You guys make my Monday bearable. Like, it, Monday sucks, but I look forward to this show every week. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, just thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, I have a blast here. I, I I love hanging out with you guys. We have great great chat going today, too. Really good questions and, and everything. So. Definitely check out the VOD when it's uploaded to the Scope channel. We'll have clips up there throughout the week. And if you guys missed anything from the previous weeks, we have the VODs over on the Scope channel, which should be down below in the description. And we also have all the clips up there. So if you don't want to watch the whole thing, all the all the clips we, we pulled out of that and post them separately so you can check those out too. Yep. So all that's going on throughout the week on the, on the Scope channel. Uh, we're trying to grow that eventually. Um, if that channel would grow, we'd probably do live shows over there. Uh, we're thinking about in the coming weeks doing maybe a live broadcast over on Buff's channel. Um, and then also we're, we, I'm not joking. We're working on getting some guests lined up uh, for you guys. I think now is a great time to have some guests on before uh, we get into the home stretch for Modern Warfare 2. So uh, we'll try to get some of that and bring you guys some really good content. Um, thank you for being here and we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. We'll see you in about six 6.85 days the next one oh yeah take care guys yep see you guys